There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But like the lads would be like, oh, she's talking to Colin. Is he there? Oh my God, what's happening? Everybody, so you join us in a very um, weird moment where I have just called someone uh, c- column. Yeah, I out of sworn. nowhere. I don't. Really <laughs> I think I'm hearing and, things. Well, maybe I am just randomly calling out Colin, trying to call Colin Farrell towards me. Yes, you're still beckoning him in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Phil, I've beckoned. So like at this point, I'm doing all the work and, it, you know, universe wise. And he's doing fuck all. <laughs> Does he know he has to do anything? Well, he has aware? to come towards me. I don't know. I mean, I've put I've put it out there into the universe. I think we all anybody who's listened to this show or anybody who knows me in real life knows that I've put this out there. there. Right. Mm. I'm not going to be a crazy person. I'm not going to go to his home. But I just need him to come towards me now. <laughs> just a general. Yes. Yeah. Just a general. Can you just take take one step forward at least? Please, please. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, everybody. This is We Heart Worry. Yes, it's a comedy podcast where we talk about our worries and try to diffuse them slightly through humour. Like, a, like a, a diffusing candle or scent in a room. Uh, like a reed diffuser where you pour the, you pour the worry in liquid form into the glass yes. receptacle. Yes. Uh, the conversation is the reeds that you stick in. You can stick in as many this as you want. Lovely. This is lovely. And then gradually over time, as the worry is discussed, the, the worry slowly evaporates into the air, leaving a pleasant smell. Not a, not an unpleasant <laughs> smell, but a pleasant one because it's come through the filter of uh, humour. Humour. Um, and sometimes a good laugh can make anything somewhat sweeter. Oh, I, that should be on a card. Should it? Because I just I feel like I'm talking out through my hoop. <laughs> that should also be on a card. <laughs> Very different occasions, but yes. still beautiful. Um, yeah. I'm Yasmin Akram. I'm Philippa Dunn. This That's is it. we are said um, hosts of we are said hosts of said podcast. Yeah, um, and we're we're still recording remotely because we're being very um, what you call it um, mindful of the current climate and Phil's at home and her very beautiful cat is sitting beside her like um, like a kind of a Bond villain yeah yeah like you're the Bond villain villain and she's the cat I'm the Bond villain and she's the cat yeah well absolutely why not she um, she's a great little cat she's like a little buddy she just shadows me around the house all the time and well she is there very shadow like just sitting very very quietly I think she's having a bit of a nap even I think she's having a sitting up nap yeah um. <laughs> she doesn't need to get comfortable she's just going to actually be fully sitting up asleep yeah she, I think she, she joined me because what I was doing looked interesting i.e. Right. setting up the microphone etc talking to you guys on yeah. the Zoom and then I think she's just realised nah it's not it's all it's just kind of lame yeah which is or she, fine yeah. 
Yeah. Um, just, sorry, sorry, everybody. I feel like we're, I'm, I'm now just talking and it's not, it's, it's, you know, it's a Monday morning and I feel like we're in that kind of Monday morning vibe. Ah, yeah. Everything's a slow burn. You just It's a to, slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Phil. Yeah. Um, you are going first with your worry of the week. True. Do, do you have it ready in, in the sling, ready to be pulled back and shot into the air? Absolutely. And uh, apologies, but this has been shot out into the air before, but I just, <clears throat> it's We're revisiting. Back. Yes. Um, because of like revisiting, um, you know, uh, uh, public places uh, yeah. p- post lockdown and interacting with people once again. But um, I definitely spoke about this before. It's it's my whole uh, distrust of the contactless um, card <laughs> payments. And I just had an experience with it on Friday that, yeah, it threatened to uh, unsettle me big time. Oh, no. But it was rectified. It's fine. So, no, so it's go, sorry, I, again, interrupting like the narcissist no. that I am. Go on. No, I went into cafe. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a setup where you have to go up and order first and then you sit down and the food arrives. So I went up to the counter. I said, can I have this, that, that and the other, please? Um, and your man your man was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, and he goes, that's whatever amount, please. So I took out the card and I tapped it on the thing. Nothing happened. And I was there looking at the screen. And he goes, okay, well, if you'd like to take your seat. And I went, no, sorry, hang on. Did that go through? <laughs> And he was like, yeah, it's just, it's going through there now. And I'm standing there looking around going, oh, I don't know why I was looking around. I was looking for someone to back me up on this or something. Because I knew I was was about to step over the threshold of into worry mode. Yeah. Which is like, oh, this is the event that I don't like where I'm not sure that the payment has gone through. And I don't want to ask a million times. But I asked again. I said, yeah. No, hang on. Has it gone through? And he just kind of went, <laughs> ah, 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 and, I, and kind of gestured for me to take a seat. And I was like, he's not really? Getting this. He's not getting. No, he's not getting this. Um, and I was like, I was really fighting the urge to like launch in there with another round of questioning and maybe an over explanation like oh has yeah. that gone through because sometimes that card is a bit funny and I've had that experience I was only just in boots there and they asked me to tap again sorry has it gone through and to follow up can I have a receipt but I don't yes. think they do the whole receipt thing well no I was like okay it's fine sit down he'll probably come down with your receipt yeah he did not come down with the receipt he came down oh with the avocado Lord. toast alright the two poached eggs but there was no receipt to be seen okay so I was sitting there going oh god I don't know if I can enjoy this um, <laughs> meal if I if I'm not sure the contactless payment has gone through. So it's just sitting there going, right? I've enough. I've options. I could go up there and go. Sorry, did that payment go through? And you know, where's my receipt? Or I could um, sit with the discomfort, which you know, um, if you're going to kind of build up some resilience against the discomfort of the not knowing. You know, you could practice sitting in the discomfort and see how you cope with it or see how bad it gets or not bad it gets. Or I could just go into my online banking now and see has anything gone through on the <laughs> debit card, uh, which I did. <laughs> and then I relaxed and I was like, that's fine. That's fine. Now, despite all that rigmarole, I decided to revisit the place two days later. Glutton for punishment. Absolutely. And we were replaying the scenario again. Different guy behind the counter, tapped the card, 
it was giving me nothing. It was neither giving me visual, digital, nor paper confirmation that this had gone through. And I just went, did that go through? And he just went, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, fucking hell, here we go again. I'm going to have to like really cope with this now. Like I'm just going to have to learn how to cope with this. So I went down and I sat down and... I tried to be rational, which was, well, okay, you had the same worry the last day mm-hmm. and it went through, okay? And do you not think that if it didn't go through, your man would come down and be like, by the way, that didn't go through, will you tap it again? Yeah. You know, I wasn't taking on all the responsibility. I was distributing some responsibility off of my shoulders and going, it's also his responsibility to tell me if it hasn't gone through. He's the one looking at the till. I mean, he should know, shouldn't he? And it's his job to make sure people pay for their grub okay. yeah um and then I thought about like that time I was in boots in Gatwick airport and a guy came up and tapped his card on the reader and to pay for his stuff and starts to walk off really quickly and the guy behind the counter goes sorry sir sorry sorry didn't go through and your man goes sorry what what and keeps walking out of the shop and the guy behind the counter goes, sorry, the payment didn't go through. And your man <laughs> looks back as if to say, what's that got to do with me? And he goes, okay, it keeps walking. And the guy goes, you're going to have to come back and, you know, re-tap it and try again because you have to pay for your stuff. And the guy was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And he walked back in and he was like, right, okay. You know, like, yeah. as in... This is a massive inconvenience to me that I didn't tap my card properly or, you know, or the card or reader didn't read it. Yeah, and it's like, sorry, I've just... I just hit everything with my knee. It probably made a massive clunking sound. But um, listen, listen, we're in it now. Knee clunks are allowed because this is serious fucking business. Yeah, absolutely. And it just made me realise. Sorry for remembering that story. I just realised. Look, you're 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 wake. You're making too big of a deal about this. Like, well, it's just interesting that to me that you. So so I don't like. So the fear is what exactly. That um, I haven't paid for what uh, I have ordered. Let's go further, Phil. Okay, mm. so that's that. You haven't paid for it. So, so, so if you've tried to pay for what you've ordered and mm. the and you've already asked, did this go through? And it didn't. Mm. How is that? Like, so then, then what are you scared of after? Because if the man, because as you're saying, if the man comes in and says, "Sorry, your payment didn't go through," and he's got the card reader in his hand, and you go, "Oh, sorry," and you tap it again. There's nothing that that's happened to every single person who yeah. who owns a bank card. So it's not like anybody would go, oh, my God. And I know that you're not even worried about anybody else's reaction, but what's the end? What's the end worry? This is actually this is reminding me of when we spoke about this before that your worry. This is this is why worry is so interesting, because your worry was like, oh, shit, I'm really worried. There's actually no money in my account because I'm like a, a drama student. And I'm terrified that I don't actually have the funds. Mm -hmm. Mine is going home, possibly realising that I didn't pay uh, for something. And then the cops arriving and going, excuse you, but who do you think you are walking into that cafe and ordering um, eggs, bloody whatever, and an orange juice and consuming said stuff and then sauntering out and going all the way home and not even putting your hand in your hand. Who are you now? Would you like to kindly explain to me? The cheeky, yeah. I'm kind of afraid of getting into trouble actually, really bottom line. Right. 
But do, do, is there is there something to be said? Because I know we've talked about this, about the, the that voice in our head that needs to be told to fuck off yeah. at this point of our life. Yeah. And I think if you're saying, um, so, sorry, did that go through? And the person's going, um, yeah. <laughs> then if you did, le- and then you've asked again, which mm. once is enough, I think. Mm. Um, and then if you if you leave said establishment, then if the cops had arrived, I, I I it's about finding that voice within yourself to say, excuse me, I didn't think I paid, and I asked them to check the reader. They said yes, I had. So how is this my fault, Sergeant? Sorry, excuse me, Constable. Because that's the thing about like I think about authority as well, and. You know, it goes back to what we were talking about, about the good girl, bad, good girl, good boy thing that we're all kind of taught to be. Um, But a bit of questioning of authority is absolutely fine, Phil. Absolutely. And and again, you are talking there about um, what I always try to remind myself, which is if that happened in real life, I'd be well able. And I know it would come out without me even thinking that I go, sorry, no, excuse me, I did ask, do you know? Mm. And if it didn't go through, you could always come up and ask me while I'm stuffing my face here with this um, beautiful avocado toast yeah Um, you know yeah I would like be able to completely cope with that and that's the thing is I always have to remind myself that you know when the things that you worry about actually do happen because nine times out of ten they don't bloody happen because it's just all make believe Mm -hmm. but when when they do happen when things happen um you were always just so much more capable of dealing with the outcome than you give yourself credit for. Yes. So, yes. I would there's be able also, to actually handle There's it, also a thing of like what we consciously worry about rarely happens because the things that we're subconsciously worried about, those are the stuff, those are the things that kind of show up in our lives. But I've realised that the more I kind of panic, panic about a plane crash, the less likely that it is that the plane is going to crash because I've consciously worried about it so much. And mm. actually it's the moments, like anything else, it's like the moments that you go, oh, I had a weird feeling about that thing, but it was a really small weird feeling about something that day like if you if you bump into somebody or something bad happens you'll say to yourself oh god it was so weird that I kind of walked into that situation even though I had a little it was a little you know you'll never be able to think about it before it happens it's only when you look back that you go oh I had a weird feeling that morning so I'm just going anytime I go oh my god I have a weird feeling I shouldn't get on this bus it's like (laughs) this is not it's not it yes it's not it no no yeah it's not the quiet knowing Mm. it's the oh my god oh god and also oh sorry go on sorry go on no I'm being I'm being captain interrupter come on stop no go on well this is it's it's kind of a a really sad tragic awful thing to bring up but just uh, on the the um, topic of authority and questioning authority and everything else where it breaks my fucking heart but um like the Sarah Everard thing that happened. Oh, yes. Where she, it's just that if anybody doesn't oh, know, God. this uh, young woman was walking home at about half nine at night. Now, listen, she could have been walking home at any time. She has every right to walk on along the road, at, you know, and be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, a fucking piece of shit guy who was a cop um, basically, I, I think, obviously pulled his badge or something and told her to get into the car and he murdered her. Mm. And obviously, when somebody does that, when a police person pulls a badge and tells you to get into the car, what else are you going to do? But I think it's made everybody have the conversation about, like, from now on as women, 
Yeah. Just because somebody shows us a cop badge or, or just because somebody says I'm in a position of authority, that isn't it a fucking travesty that, again, we have to question that and we should question that because, you know, there are real pieces of shit out there in the world. Oh, that guy makes me fucking sick. Sorry to go off, but like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so there's that as well, Phil, where even if somebody said, hey, you didn't pay for your thing, um, you just go, no, sorry, I'm not putting up with this. Fuck you. <laughs> might be, it might be a bit I'm still angry about the last thing and I've brought that yes, into this it's okay it's okay. yeah that's okay yes I mean it's a comedy podcast and I've talked about something that's very sad and just makes me feel awful but I mean it makes me feel off this is why I think I'm a narcissist why because I just went it, it makes me feel like what about her family do you know what I mean her friends it's not about you Yaz this ain't about you you dope um but I'm just, I'm still, um, I, I think everybody's heartbroken, but sorry to just not, to to, to just come out of that very tra- tragic, awful thing and back into avocado toast and the payment of a, in a cafe. What do you think in terms of like, from the last time that we talked about this to now, mm. is there a progression in the, like, is has, <laughs> probably not, you see, this is why I'm like, That's oh. Okay this old one again this That's thing again okay. because like obviously there was months there where there was zero uh, social contact interactions is. to that yeah, there, yeah. and contact yes tapping on tapping mm-hmm. off all of that um, so yeah it's kind of like oh yeah th- yeah there's that thing where you go oh I remember what I was going to say to you um, it, it was that thing of like um, oh god this bloody thing why is this still bothering why is this still an issue like uh, you know I just I guess I don't like it when old fears and worries start cropping up again and you're like oh stop the lights I don't you know I don't need this don't need this yeah um, and oh, it's, no, I totally get that I don't want to um, be annoying and be like sorry do that because I hate all that I don't want to do that um, and I don't want to be thinking about things too much I guess so when I see them happening again I'm just like oh for God's sake we don't need this but um, what I was going to ask you was mm-hmm. Do your, you know, do you ever get to that stage where, and I'm always really glad when this happens, it's that um, when your own worries start to bore you. Yeah. Like I used to be so frightened of flying, so terrified. And then I had to do like a long distance courtship and, you know, it's like anything, do it enough times and you kind of break the fear down because you're just so exposed to what worries you um, and I was just kind of hoping that you know I would ha- the day would have come where I, I tapped the card and I go Haha, do you remember when I used to be worried about that thing um, but now I find that boring because um, it's such a stupid thing to worry about but no there it was still there no but you know there's a, uh, th- there's this thing about when when you're triggered into fight flight or freeze or fawn Right. It's a little bit like if somebody wanted to give up smoking, let's say. Hmm. Right. If I've said this before, forgive me. But if somebody wants to give up smoking, so consciously they're going, I want to give up smoking. It's not good for me. Makes my clothes smell. I don't like it and I want to be healthy. Hmm. And then something happens where they get stressed out at work or whatever. And their fight, flight, freeze or fawn is activated. And then it's like their whole brain is hijacked and those receptors or whatever it is in their brain go, 
well, now we need a cigarette. And so mm-hmm. the conscious part that's going, but I don't want to smoke anymore. It's basically the subconscious goes, fuck you. We think we're dying. And this is our way to kind of stop us doing that. So, mm. so even though you don't want to do this, I'm really sorry. Like I'll talk to you in a bit, but right now I've got to do this. So thanks very much. Wait over there. So that's why like anything that we try to do consciously, like, like, like say for instance, losing weight or whatever, or I don't know, do, like doing a different behavior. We're, we're, trying to basically fight against a part of us that's just been hijacked. And it isn't, I think, until we are not triggered in the fight, flight or freeze that we can actually get some rational space between ourselves and the situation. So when you're triggered into, oh my God, something really bad is going to happen, then it doesn't matter how much you've done, like like that, that the conscious part of yourself goes, oh my God, this again, I fucking hate this. Because there's a part of you goes, well, sit over there, Philippa, because I need to get us fucking to, to stay alive. Thank you very much. Mm. So I think it's like how, it, it, they're, 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 and until there's like the, the the things that the steps that are made between your body and your um what you call it like your nervous system realizing that you're not in physical peril, then it's going to be really hard for you to get that gap in between knowing that you're absolutely fine and this is completely just an invention of your own mind mm-hmm. and that that's going. I'm sorry, I I. I don't, I guess you don't know that I'm keeping you alive. I think that actually you're making me think that I know, like, I know why this is happening is that um, it's just been very busy and I've been very tired lately. And that would be exactly Mm. why I would start having those kind of, like, I've always said it in the past that like, oh, that's my, that's my chair squeaking. Um, (laughs) I think that it. If I'm, ooh, that if I'm um, doing, uh, if I'm having, you know, moments like that where I'm worrying excessively about simple enough things, um, you know, it's worth standing back and going, you know, how much sleep have you been getting? Are you stressed out of your mind? Blah, de, blah, de, blah. Um, yeah. So uh, that would make sense as to why. Um, I'm back in uh, contactless terror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, I yeah. think it's a really healthy thing to acknowledge that, like, you know, I don't think either one of us are going, oh, once we talk about it on the podcast, it's fixed for life. But I think mm. it's a good thing to, to, to talk about the fact that, yeah, these worries can be, they can come round in cycles, you know, and they can, mm. can, can go away and then come back. But it's never really about, it's not like, you know, that it's not it's not about that it's about yeah. as you say being tired and stressed and all of those things like pinging up for you that your body has a very it thinks it's like a foolproof um uh patent pending all of these you know like like uh, absolutely amazing way of of getting you through stressful situations and it's to do this it's to just kind of like you know fixate on something and go well And I think I did say this before, but there's a thing that our brain does where it likes to create problems because when we feel like we survive a problem, there's a sense of achievement around it. That's really like there's something really kind of sick in that, you know, as in, God, we'll torture ourselves 
just in order yeah. to get like a bit of a a bit of satisfaction, do you know? Well, it's I think because for a lot of people there there comes a point in life where you stop learning you know and so there's no evolution so the, the way that we trick ourselves into think that we're thinking that we're evolving is we say oh my god and then insert a worry here I've I've gotten over that and now that means that I've learned something and I'm evolving and changing and and you know my life is now not stagnating and mm. it's like get a fucking hobby and I mean that for myself I'm not saying that to, like oh, yeah, I, to anybody I, else no hands up I would be the first person who would be uh, prone to that kind of scenario absolutely Hello, I'm Tom, and I make a podcast where I log in to celebrities' Amazon accounts. It's called... What a brilliant idea for a pod. There's no original pods out there anymore, but this genuinely is. Thanks, Ben Bailey-Smith. Anyway, it's called... This is good, isn't it? It's clever, this podcast. You should do more. Thanks, Kerry Godleyman. It's called... This is such a great idea, by the way. What a great podcast. Shappi Corsander, you're too kind. The podcast is called... It's biographical. You can get all sorts of information out of people. This is a very good idea. Thank you, Nick Helm. It's called My Mate Bought a Toaster. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Thanks, Alex Horn. Can you tell your friends? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. in a a positive light isn't that a wonderful thing that you're basically your brain is going I love to learn and I love to evolve and I love to change and get and get in inverted commas better Um, and so that's just like what a clever wonderful brain you have that's going oh my god I survived this thing aren't I so clever like I learned something today and you go, yeah. well, yeah, that's like the, 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 why do I have to shit my pants in the, in the process? <laughs> that, that's what my brain <laughs> yes. would probably say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but that's very interesting as in, if I find myself in that scenario again, or more likely when I find myself in that scenario again, um, I'll have that dialogue with myself, which is, am I trying to, um, achieve something with this? little worry fest here that I'm doing privately in my own head you know Mm. why do I do this it's like that time on Drag Race when um, RuPaul said to Katya oh you're addicted to the panic oh my gosh yeah and I remember going I don't get that (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) I don't understand that 
kind of, but it's only later that I go, it's only moments where I go, I think I'm addicted to scaring the shit out of myself. Yes. Yeah. Because it does become a habit and it, then it becomes mm. like a thing that you just go, oh, it's really necessary for me to do this in order for me to feel okay. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it's like your body, it's that thing that they say, it's like your, your, your mind doesn't want you to be happy. It wants you to be safe. Oh, right. Yeah. Because I think, um, I scared the shit out of myself so that I can go, oh, no, 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 hang on. Everything's okay. And that's how I keep reminding myself that I feel safe or something. You know? Yes. So there's a, there's a, again, there's always a method to it. There's always like a, a, a positive intention behind something that actually isn't enjoyable for you and doesn't like really make you feel very good. Mm. And as you say, like you feel like you're wasting time or, you know, you're going over the same ground again. I have a lot of food for thought now. Okay. <laughs> Along all those lines about like uh, being addicted to certain types of behaviour internal in my own brain and what yeah. it's giving me. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And it, yeah. And it's like nothing to beat yourself up over. It's just something that your brain is doing because it thinks it's it's got a very important and uh, and loving purpose. Because it just, it's just reminding me of things I used to do as a kid. Like I used to count up numbers on number plates. Right. And if it ended in a five, that was a good number. But if it didn't oh, end, yeah. 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 And that, and I'm thinking, is this just the adult version of that? Where I used to count numbers to feel kind of safe and happy and everything's going to be okay. And now as an adult, I don't do that anymore because it's far too kind of too straightforward. So now I need to go over the top to make sure everything is okay by asking too many questions and looking into things too much and being way too, uh, what's the word? Hyper. Yes. 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 Well, hmm. yeah, it's it, and and again that makes a lot of sense because if it you know, if there was if if from a young age there was a task that you did, so if it was counting numbers let's say or something and for me, I would do stuff like that, but it would be like, you know, if I can get over there in 10 steps, then that means something's really good is going to happen or it's going to be, you know, that's a good thing. Something, it's yeah. it's like, it's a good sign. If I don't make it over there in 10 steps, something bad is going to happen or whatever. So then mm. you, it becomes like that there are, that, that uh, good things or bad things aren't happening randomly. There's something that I have some kind of control over. And if I yes. do the 10 steps, then I can control and get the good thing. Um, and so that's the thing as well. It's like it, allowing for the the fact that you don't really have any control because yeah. ultimately, and I, you probably did this in CBT, but a friend of mine who had done CBT had explained this to me before where he said everything is like if you go to the end of every problem that you have. So let's say you, you, it doesn't, you, you tap it, the contact list thing doesn't work. Um, and then you go home and then the police arrive and they say, you didn't p- bother paying for your food. You're going to jail. Mm. So you go to jail and mm. then uh, you, you spend 17 years in jail for not paying for average kettle toast. Yeah. Um, then you then you get out of jail and then you're trying to get a job again. And that's really difficult because you've got a criminal record. Mm. And so now you're working in a job that you don't really like. 
um, mm. and all, and, this, and then basically the end of the story is and then you die, but that's the okay. end of all of our stories anyway. Like we're all that that's the that is the promised end of every single person on this planet's story is that we're all going to die. So mm. if that's the worst, oh my god, I can't believe, and all of these bad things happen and then I die. It's like. Well, then all, all these good things could happen. You're still going to fucking die. It's just we're doing things to kind of go, if I do that, basically, I'm not going to get that end of the story, which is and then I die. And it's going, no, you will. No, you will. Yeah. It's like choose your own adventure. You could have all of the good things happen. This end of the story is still and then you die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm, bleak. Yeah. But I, bottom line is also I'm not worried about dying or passing away myself personally. You know, right. I have. That's uh, a very um, strong headspace to be in. Well, I just have just um, such a strong belief in the afterlife that. um, Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think you'll be a ghost? Oh, yeah, might be. Yeah. That was very sassy. Yeah, it might be. Um, any particular um, place that you'd like to haunt? Oh, Hampton Court Palace. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's got some good people in it. And just be like, yeah, go back yeah. and meet all them queens. Um, the the wives of Henry VIII. Oh, yeah, give them a chat. No, you see, what I'm looking forward to most when I die is going up to God and going, hi, sorry, excuse me. Um... <laughs> Yeti. Yeti. Um, uh, Loch Ness. <laughs> Give me the inside scoop. <laughs> D.B. Cooper, where'd he go? <laughs> Amelia uh, Earhart, what happened where, there? Where'd she go? <laughs> uh, Bermuda Triangle, what's the crack? <laughs> UFOs, what the fuck like? That, that's what I'm looking forward to. The question and answer session. Yes, yeah, yeah. the Q&A with God after you pass. Yeah. And going, what is the crack? And then also, I hope this is a thing that happens when you die, which is, um, uh, can I go back to any time in history? Because they don't, like they say that time isn't linear. It's all happening at once. Yeah, at the once. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in spirit form, surely, uh, and you're just like a, a ball of energy or whatever, surely you must be able to go and visit any time in history that you can. Yeah. Um, And Where I just want to do that. I want to hit all the spots. I want to... <laughs> I want to do Rome. I oh. want to do Victorian London. I want oh, to me do too. I'll Ancient join Greece. you there. I'll, jo- oh. I'll definitely do Victorian London with you. Here's another question. And if it exists, a visit. Atlantis. Um, <gasps> yeah. I want to do, oh, I can't think of them all now. Ancient Egypt, obviously. Yeah. Um, where else? Ireland. Oh, yes. Ireland in the Middle Ages. Yeah. And also maybe the 1600s, just for the crack. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are so many to think about. I, I know I had this a conversation with someone before and I went, you have 10 places and times that you can choose to visit. And they were really like, but hang on. And I was like, no, it's as if you're a vapor. You're a vapor. You're not messing with history. You're not <laughs> interfering with anything. You're just observing. You're just a vapor. Yeah. And um. <laughs> I remember I I had set the perimeter of it's 10, right? 10 place and times. Right. And I far exceeded that because I was just going again and again. Everywhere. Just like Everywhere. again and again. Yeah. Do you know where I go back? I go back in time to um, the day Colin Farrell's parents met and I just high five them both. 
give them a slap on the back and go, well done, lads. Well done. Well done. Oh, you have, you have no idea, but well done. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. I'm such a creepy person. <laughs> you're even, so- you're even going through, back through space and time to be a creep. <laughs> yeah. The effort in. Then we go, what's she, what's her problem? Well Hello. done, lads. Well done. <laughs> um, well, Philip, that's, I, I really, lo- I really love leaving that particular worry on that particular point where we're, yeah. we're, we're vaping our way through. <laughs> yeah, through. All of the, the great times in history. Yeah. Oh, there's so much to look forward to. Um, so should we move on to yours? What's your worry of the week now? Well, listen, um, it might it might feel similar in some ways. I don't know. But um, I uh, am living in a house. I don't mm. own this house. I'm renting it. Um, and I got a new washing machine a couple of years ago because the other one broke. Mm. And then the other day I was doing a wash and the washing machine that's about two years old, just the the panel with all the lights on it that shows you what you, you know, how long is left in your wash and everything just turned off. Hmm. And I just finished doing my wash. So everything was, I was able to get my clothes out of the washing machine. But it, it died, basically. It just ended. And my initial reaction was, and, and I remember this sentence in my head, oh, they're going to give out to me. Give out, sorry, is like, they're going to tell me off. They're going to be angry yeah. with me. And mm. And I felt like, Oh, I need to email my um, landlady and tell her what happened. But I was really um, expecting her to shout at me and to get really Mm. angry with me because the washing machine had broken. And of course, I sent the email and she said, oh, listen, do you know what? I'm not going to send an engineer. I'm just going to send you. I'm just going to get them to send you a new washing machine. It's fine. And Mm. so the next day or the day after they came, they took the old washing machine, they put the new washing machine in. It's there. It's fine. Hmm. But I just thought it was really like I, I got a real jolt of fear. Like I'm going to hmm. get in trouble for this. And I also kind of thought, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? And I was like hmm. pressing the buttons going, oh, God, I really just want this washing machine to work again because I don't want to get in trouble. They're, they're really going to be angry. It's only two years old and I've obviously done something wrong. And the thing is, again, it's this thing of like, it's it's like oh, it's taking responsibility. It's blaming myself. It's, you know, all of this kind of stuff that I am so bored of because mm. I think my experience has been in life when you are a person who takes responsibility for everything and blames yourself when things are clearly not your fault, it makes you very vulnerable to people who see that about you. You know what I mean? And oh, like they go, can um, take advantage. Exactly. They can, and I and I think that I've all I found myself in a lot of times in bad relationships and very bad friendships because I somebody it's like you know like um like a heat heat seeking missile like somebody just goes oh I can I can see that this person even though they're 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 outgoing and they're a bit loud and they're a bit funny they're also somebody who who will when something goes wrong go oh how, how am I at fault here how did I fuck this up and so it just I, like I really don't like it because I can see how vulnerable it makes me to people and you know I I kind of had a word with myself I sat myself down on the sofa and I said if she shouts at you, if your landlady shouts at you, that'll be really hard. That'd be really weird that she's shouting at you. Why would she, mm. why would she shout at you mm. for your washing machine stopping? Mm. And then I, when I went through it, I thought, well, last year um, I had mice 
not mm. of my own choosing. They they just showed up. They and, chose um, you. They chose me. And um and I thought, well, maybe one of the mice bit something or did something in the you know, and and that's what happened. I was going, okay, so again, how is it my fault? that I mm. got mice like what did I do you know to 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 in in a city in a massive mm. city how did how was that now my fault and every time I kind of went to the end of it I was going it was like I kind of went yeah it's not my fault but it, but it kind of is let me work out how it is I know oh, it's God. my fault somewhere and yeah. then it, I, then I just sent the email obviously and and I just sat in the yeah she's yeah maybe she is going to really shout at me and and if that happens maybe there's a part of me that would be able to go hang on why are you shouting I I didn't mm. do anything here please stop shouting at me we're both grown women stop it mm. or maybe I'll just be too frightened to say anything and I'll just take all of that abuse and that shouting and I'll you know kind of push it right, right down and th- and there's nothing I can do about it but there was there was something kind of. Because sometimes I find it difficult to to say to myself, like if I was you in that situation with contact contactless, it would be very hard for me to say the next time this happens, absolutely 100%, I am not going to, because that might not happen. But I know if I say, well, look, I might fall apart again. I might ask 10 times if it, if it's gone through on the reader or whatever, because that's just my, that just might happen. Then... I suppose there's more of a chance of me actually doing what I want because I'm not trying to fight this big through this big mountain of, you know, oh, oh, this is the thing that I absolutely can't do. I can't be walked all over. I can't, you know, allow this woman to shout at me if she's going to shout at me. That can't happen. That's wrong. I just Mm. go, well, maybe it's going to happen. And maybe all I can do is say, yeah, it'd be really, really weird if that happens. Like it would be very, very strange. But Mm. yeah, it could happen, you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's like you always <laughs> what I never say to myself is, yeah, but I'll deal with that in the moment. Yes, I know. I know. Yes. It's always it's- like I'd better psych myself up for when she does actually shout at me because it's guaranteed she's going to shout at me. That's just going to yes. happen because I yes. broke the washing machine. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not the case. That's not the case. You didn't break the washing machine because what? Did you go at it with the saucepan? Did you like, you know, smash it about the plate? No, you didn't. You did absolutely nothing. You just used it as it's meant to be used. So this is it. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, I get, I suppose I get angry at myself because again, I've encountered people where who would hit it with a, with a saucepan and then go, (laughs) but it's still not my fault. Yeah. You know, like this yeah. is like like how did the the washing machine broke? Because I didn't break it. it. I was smashing it with the saucepan, but you know, it should have yeah. worked around my saucepan. Yeah, or it was the saucepan's fault. Yes, yeah, yeah, and I yeah, it's the same thing as you're talking about with the frustration yeah. of something where you just go, when when what point in my life am I going to start understanding that d- behaving in the way that I'm behaving is not benefiting me? Because totally. it's it's just leaving me out there to experience things that, like, I just don't have to experience. There's absolutely no, no need for them whatsoever. Mm. Yes. As a child, you had to play by the rules and you had to be good and you have to behave and you had to do everything right. I mean, as an adult, you know, those restrictions loosen out somewhat. And no, you don't have to take every, uh, like ounce of shit from somebody who we still might perceive to be in a role of authority. But like your landlord, the person behind the counter in a shop, they're still not an authoritarian. Mm. They're they're just somebody that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. You yes. like we shouldn't um have to anticipate like an epic 
judgment from them. Like I'm still mm. perpetually amazed by how nice people are when I think yeah. I'm annoying them with my, like, just my asking of a question or yes. like that, passing on a bit of unfavorable news like, oh, the washing machine is broken, I'm afraid. Um, mm. I still expect somebody to go, what the actual fuck are you talking Like what? But yeah, every day I'm still like totally pleasantly surprised by people's soundness in general. I'm just like, yes. it's fine. Don't, it's yeah. fine. It's not I know, a big I, deal. But I think it's like, again, it's, it's an inbuilt fight, flight or freeze mechanism that I had from when I was a kid and my mother's inability to deal with problems. You know what I mean? So if I had a problem, it was the end of the world. And I had caused this massive thing by needing a new school book or whatever it might be, mm. because we didn't have any money. So there was always, there was a lot of things around money things or, you know, if, so if the washing machine had broken down in our house and I had put on a wash, my mother probably would have screamed at me because we didn't have any money to get a new washing machine. And because I had put on a wash, somehow my wash had broken the washing machine. So mm. I can see how, like what, what, again, what is um, the connections are in my brain, but it's mm. like, well, my mother wasn't handling things well. So why am I still reacting as my mother's daughter rather than being, the, the woman who pays rent to live somewhere where I'm entitled to have things that function and, and, and you know, it's like I can clean my clothes and, you know, all of that kind of stuff because I'm keeping my end of the bargain as a, um, a tenant and, you know, keeping mm. the place clean and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff within reason. I mean, I could be cleaner, but, um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just... It's, it's, I get really frustrated and sad within myself when I see that only for the, the, the difference in the way that I was raised to somebody who has some kind of weird fucking entitlement thing that I suffer more because I don't walk into every situation going, yeah, I have a problem and you're just all going to fix it for me. So fucking deal with that because I, I've met people like that as well. And mm. nine times out of 10, I'll be the person who go, well, I'll fix it because if there's like, it, like there can't be any problems, it's not safe for there to be problems. So even though it's not my problem to fix, I'm going to fix it because there can't be any problems, you know? Mm. Um, mm. And I think I'm just like reflecting on things and going, I, I really am just angry and sad that this is happening, you know, that this continues to happen within me where I can't go, the washing machine is broken. Okay, well, that's not my problem. I didn't do anything, you know? Mm. Yeah. It just is, um, it's exhausting. <laughs> that's why we go to bed at half eight slash nine at I night. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it is, a, if you were to boil it down to one thing, it is that inner voice mm. and learning to just go, eh, no. Uh, number one fuck off number two shut up mm. number three I'm not interested I'm not interested in you telling me that I broke the washing machine thank you very much I'm not yeah. interested I'm not interested in that now because I don't believe you no well that's I that. think there's also a thing about shame you know that like um, that book that John Ronson wrote there so you've been publicly shamed okay um, which is a really really great book for people who haven't read it it's great and um he talks about, you know, the very nature of shame and um, 
you like, like nobody can shame you if you won't allow yourself to be shamed. Shame can only happen. Like you can only shame me if I accept the shame. And he uses yeah. this example in the book of like there was an MP or something who was um, into uh, going to sex dungeons and like dressing up and stuff. And uh, when it came out and it was like, I think in the, the 90s or something where, you know, people loved a bit of shaming of people. And mm. um, and it, it came out and he basically went so exactly sorry whose problem is this because we're all there as consenting adults who who get off on this stuff so mm. is this any of your business and he just kind of all the shame that they were trying to put on him he just pushed back at them and said mm. nobody in this situation is doing anything that they don't want to do and everybody's an adult this is our sexual kink fuck you to, like like it's not not your business and I think there's something about that where I find my I, I shame myself so often, mm-hmm. but the only way to to not be shamed is to say, "Oh, you're saying that about me." Okay, so like mm-hmm. maybe if I go, "Okay, yeah, I broke the washing machine. I fucking broke it. I touched a button that I shouldn't have touched, and it's broken." Yes, all my fault. Mm. I'm completely to blame. That's it. Shame is so personal because it's, it's it can only be about you. It's only about you. You're just so shit. Yes. You just feel like you are wrong. There's something wrong yeah. about me. Um, yes. So yeah, if, if you won't accept the shame, it can't take root. Yeah. Or if you kind of go like, oh, like it's that thing of like, if the kids are taking the piss out of you in the playground and they, you know, go, your hair is shit or whatever. And you just go, yeah, my hair isn't great or whatever. Like if, if you mm. just kind of go, yeah, that doesn't bother me. Like yeah. in Friends when uh, they kept saying that Phoebe was flaky and she was like, yeah, I am a flake. And they were going nuts because she was like, I am, it's fine. Yeah. They um, couldn't get a rise out of her probably. Yes. And I think it's the same thing when you just go, yeah, yeah, maybe, th- maybe, yeah, maybe I did that. Maybe I am mm. shit. Maybe I'm really shit. It's like the, the shame, do- it, it, because what the shame wants to do is make you go, oh no. Mm. And when it doesn't get that, it goes, oh God. It's got nowhere to go. It wants you to get into the cupboard and hide. But yeah. if you refuse to do that then yeah it's got nothing to, it's got nothing to feed off of yeah so they're like no I'm not going into the cupboard I'm not even going to say sorry about it just I'm not going into the cupboard you can fuck off put yourself even, in the cupboard that's it even saying it now even saying I broke the washing machine I absolutely did I can feel like a calmness and a really kind of like um, almost like a, a like a nice hu- humorful feeling in my heart where mm. I'm just going yeah because it can't if you just go yeah did it oh yeah I did that aren't I a scamp then it, it just dissipates yeah. that's what I'm that's why I always that's why I like to talk about my worries is once I have said them mm. It's like I'm not taking the shame of it. I just go, oh God, yes. you'll never guess what I did today. I did a, I'm not even going to judge it by saying I did a silly thing, but I just said, oh, I just did this thing. And I, I just feel like, okay, here, here, how ridiculous this was. And then I just mm. have to say what it was. And then before, if I can make myself laugh and make the other person laugh, I, there's just no room for shame then. Because exactly. it's just, it's become something else. Yes, that's what Brené Brown says, isn't it? It's like, you know, vulnerability and shame. It's like courage is not the 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 cure or the opposite of shame vulnerability is because you can't do anything like actually vulnerability is courage because to say oh my god this happened or share a worry or whatever that is to to make yourself vulnerable in some way Mm-hmm. So yeah, fuck the people who don't make themselves vulnerable and blame every like blame it. They they're not having a good time either. They're shitheads as well. 
I know, I know from experience. <laughs> it's as if you had a list. I know. Uh, I was looking because I was looking down to check the time, and it looked like I had a list of people. Yeah. I was going dickhead, and on dickhead, that list, dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> it's everyone. Um, well, no, that's kind of just it. That's it, Phil. And actually, I feel very. Um, I feel like something has shifted slightly in us talking about it, and just going, yeah. If I actually go towards the thing that I'm fighting against and wrap mm. my arms around it and go, mm. oh, okay, let's let's say I'm shit. Then if that makes you feel better um mm-hmm. it loses the power it's that thing of like you've gone out you've gone on a night out this is what yeah. used to happen in your 20s um you've gone on a night out uh yeah great out crack you sit around the next day with your friends who you might have lived with at that time of your life and you just talk about the night before and you all laugh about what happened and then you know nobody's worrying about anything but now like you're just like you get the horrors <laughs> yeah yeah because you've no one to laugh about it with you just you know I know stood off that made sense stood off that made sense no it did I think we this is this, the place that we should come and always laugh about things and say you know isn't, isn't it just a, 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 a listen we're all gonna die we're all gonna I think die I've said that before as well on this podcast bottom line bottom line is we're all gonna die we're all gonna die so you know that's it. in the words of um, uh, Morgan Freeman in uh, Shawshank Redemption you either get busy living or get busy dying or was that Tim mm. Robbins it was one of them I don't know it was somebody in that film I have a very poor um, memory well listen guys thanks very much for joining us again this week on the show um, sorry I just did an epic yawn over your outro she's just she's fed up <laughs> she's done I'm not absolutely done no, you've nail on the head on Monday morning it's a Monday morning thing. Um, join us next week for more worries and um, stuff. Yes. Um, take care of yourselves and we we'll love you loads. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And we'll chat soon. Okay. The head of the Iranian <laughs> FA wasn't going to give us the rights yeah. until uh, he suddenly went, Mr. Bean, and pointed at Nick. And then, so he then reenacted the scene that yeah. Nick does he with said, Rowan Atkinson. He, he, yeah, he said, he said, he said, you nick Mr. Bean's camera. And I said, yeah, 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 that's true. He said, Mr. Bean put a bin on your head. I said, yes, that's true. He said, Mr. Bean poked you with a pen and you yeah, made yeah, a yeah. noise. I said, yeah, that's true. And then he's, he paused and he went, I will be Mr. Bean. <laughs> so there I am in the office of actually the Iranian oil ministry yeah, it was, yeah. with a bin on my okay. head and he's poking me with a pen. <laughs> the famous sloping pitch with Chris England, Nick Hancock and guests from Great Big Owl. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 